0: Yo yo yo, Thought Warriors! What's up? Higher learning is on. It is Ivan Lathan Jr.
1: and it's me, Rachel and Lindsay.
0: Rachel, what'd you do this weekend?
1: Oh, what did I do this weekend? Worked, worked, worked. worked. I had, I had, um, I went to saw Screen Six on Friday. It's six?
0: It's it's six.
1: We're at six. We're at six now. Saw so it on Friday. All, all, because... All the uh,
0: original Screamers dead. They killed them. Courtney Cox. No,
1: no Courtney Campbell. Cox is in this movie.
0: So, you mean it's. That, I, I'm going to be real with you. The Scream no, nigga. That's not. The Scream nigga. What's his name? Scream Face dude. He Ghost sucks. Face. Ghostface. Ghost Why they got to name him Ghostface, man? Shout out <laughs> to the. Woo. You know what I'm Just saying? Shout, shout out to out Ghostface, to the bro. <laughs> Shout out to exactly. the Ghostface. Why they name him Ghostface, man? That's not Ghostface. Ghostface never heard nobody. I
1: didn't really realize that until this movie because it's such a big part. There's a history of Scream in this movie, mm-hmm. so I was a little confused because I didn't see Scream Five, which apparently was really good. That like brought the franchise back. So there's a group of friends that are in that come from Five to Scream Six. So I spent like half the movie trying to figure out the timeline
0: and the storyline, but it was it wasn't bad at all. So I had to see. I'm sure it's not bad, but I the kind of movies I don't like. So everybody likes Halloween, right? The problem with Halloween for me is that the Jamie Lee Curtis character keeps surviving. That's really not what I know. You know, normally you got to kill that character off. Nancy lived. Freddie didn't get Nancy right. Nancy stayed around, but everybody else, we picking them off, baby. So they talk about off. that
1: in the movie. They talk about there's a there's a scene where she's talking about that this is happening to them again and she's like you have to play out how scary movies go and they talk about people and franchises and eventually people have to die and it's like this whole thing. So you might actually like that as like a movie buff. I don't know. Are you in horror films?
0: I'll never watch Scream.
1: Are you in horror films?
0: I like them but
1: you'll never watch Scream not. 6.
0: So let me. I never watched Scream Six. Here's the problem with Scream for me: is the horror movies that frighten me are mm-hmm. only supernatural
1: or demonic? Like when you start mixing so in
0: demonic isn't supernatural. See what I'm saying?
1: I guess I, I guess I think I I'm guess I'm about thinking. With you? See, okay. This don't bring don't yourself. bring our conversations before Th- into this. This is how you play yourself. You know what that it is. Was an you know what it is. But no, 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 no. When I think supernatural, I think aliens. When I think when I say demonic, you're, you're,
0: I, you're wrong.
1: I, I said <laughs> I'm telling Hold you what second. I think. I'm telling you what I think. Can I explain my thinking?
0: <laughs> okay, okay.
1: My thinking. I'm not saying it's what's right or wrong. I'm just telling you when I think here's supernatural, I only think aliens that's just all that's the first thing that comes to my mind when I when I was saying demonic I was more so thinking like religion and <sighs> crosses so, and, so here's and so, the
0: thing everybody always agrees with you and I'm sure they'll agree with you now but aliens wouldn't be supernatural because if aliens exist that is in fact natural just like they're from another place
1: right but remember right. remember how I, remember my take on aliens now I I like to be Naive when it comes
0: to all this.
2: Right, I
0: don't. Right. I don't believe
1: in them. I don't want to. That's a little too much but for like me.
0: A demon that would be supernatural, right? That would be absolutely a I manifestation get you. I'm of something.
1: Ar- I get you. Or
0: yeah, yeah. I get so, you. Just
1: the first thing that comes to mind.
0: <clears throat> so the reason why I'm only scared of them is because I'll put that iron on Ghostface. Out, oh, boom. Ghostface, come on. I'm Ghostface. If you even come to my shit with a, with like a, if you come to my shit with like a, uh, with like a Ghostface mask, boom! You know what I'm saying? Or like throw a knife at Ghostface. Or like you could pick up a fucking crowbar, so, crowbar the shit out of Ghostface. You're you know what
1: terrified I'm from Freddy, about Freddy.
0: Freddy is a dream demon. <laughs> oh, so, I, so I don't know what the tell. I don't know if you're aware but they killed this motherfucker like five six times and, right. and so you, so you know I've so, like seen half a nightmare
1: on Elm Street all oh, right That's so
0: it. I'm the, like they got up to like they killed him a bunch of times and it's not like a new guy acting like Freddie like you go to sleep and you can't help but sleep you go to sleep <laughs> and he is there so there's nothing you can do. Dream, you, you, it. Like you, like you nod <laughs> off, like you nod off, and all of a sudden, like you're in Freddy's lair, you're in a boiler room, and you don't really know what to do. That is so like terrifying.
1: So, like Michael Myers doesn't scare you,
0: but see, they changed him. So it depends, right? Like Michael Myers at first was just like a serial killer. And then he kind of got a little supernatural. Still,
1: no, he didn't. He's they not did. supernatural. I've they, been
0: watching. He's not supernatural. He just so won't Michael die. Myers, he is not. Okay, so see, I'm not really afraid of him. Not like talking about like Michael Myers can be Now jigsaw. is kind of scary from Saul. Terrifying. because Terrifying. Yeah, yeah, he'll have you in a situation where you're like, oh, my arms are behind my back. You got to cut my ear off. That's pretty scary. But 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 mostly but mostly Rachel, what's going on with the eye, man? See, you're playing yourself again. Like Y'all gotta watch Rachel's eyelashes falling off. Is it's like it is it's happening. She can't even she can't even what's going on with it? What's happening?
1: Something I don't know, but all that movement fixed it.
0: Oh, okay, so it's is, better the enough? eyelashes
1: are falling. Yeah, something's in my eye. What are
0: you what are you all done up for? What is this? What's happening?
1: My book. You got the book.
0: So you get pressed for the book. What did Food you do
1: Uh I did Sherry Shepherd. Mm-hmm. I did The Root.
3: Mm-hmm. I
1: did Watch What Happens Live.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And mm. now I'm taking a bre- I'm break by podcasting. And right. then I go do my my event with Matt James.
0: Oh, Donnie. I'm a
1: FaceTime you. I'm a FaceTime <laughs> you. <laughs> so
0: you uh so you and you and Matt James are hanging out tonight?
1: We're doing an
0: event. I like Matt James. When is he coming on the podcast?
1: He should be able to come on at any time. We should have him on.
0: He'll we definitely should have him on. I'm He's sure am welcome. What was his brother's name again who got fire music? What was his name?
1: Shit, I forgot we had his brother on.
0: We had his brother on. His twin brother looked just like him.
1: It's not his twin. Donnie, what was his name? They, are, they
0: weren't twins. No, I thought they, they were weren't twins. twins. <laughs> they look exactly alike. <laughs> Donnie, what was his name? Well, well, Donnie it wasn't was even, so Donnie good. Wasn't, Donnie wasn't on the show when we had Wait, the Wait, was it on. like Scorpius?
1: No. Oh, was it no. like Scorpius?
0: It was like John Q or it, something like that. Like something. He was like a skateboarder. Scorpi- John was fire Scorpio. I think it was John like John Scorpio. Scorpio. John Scorpio. John, John Scorpio. The, John the Scorpio. We had Look John the Scorpio. Us. John Scorpio music was fire <laughs> to me. Oh,
1: we were I like that John, the Scorpio shit,
0: <laughs> John, the John Scorpio shit, man. John Scorpio came on this
2: whole shit. I just looked it Fuck. up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, John the Scorpio. Um. Yeah, so, you know, it, 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 specific type of scary movie that I'm afraid of, is okay. what we're saying. Um,
1: like, sorry, I love scary mm-hmm. movies. You've seen The Witch?
0: No, what's that about? Okay. Watch The Witch tonight. Okay. No. Like, no.
1: I
3: think
0: A24 puts out some of the best movies. I'm not watching it, whatever it is. So, no. I've.
3: You know, Donnie,
1: Ashley, ends. have you seen The Witch?
4: It was great. I loved it. All I right, recommended great. it to my sisters and my mom, and they hated it. But oh, it. <laughs> it.
0: Well, we know something about Donnie. We know that Donnie is a devil worshiper.
4: <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, we,
0: this. We know that Donnie is Donnie. Who's right about the supernatural thing, me or
4: Rachel? Oh, you were very right. Thank and you. And I, I sat this one I out, didn't, but I but, didn't and, argue and also, yeah, Rachel kind of conceded, but yeah, ghosts <laughs> and demons that's supernatural, and aliens I feel like that's extraterrestrial. Extraterrestrial. That's uh, you know
1: what I'm saying? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, but, but that movie isn't that movie called Supernatural? There's a show. Oh, I'm thinking Super 8. <laughs> I played Jesus myself again. Christ. I'll you say it this time. I'll say it this time. i You're like, you're, like, you're, you're on this thing. How many
0: times? You? I'm not even involved in this. To be you're honest like, with
1: you, I, I went to dinner last night. Tired. and tired. And then I flew in from LA last night. I went to dinner. My friend was like, let's go here. And I thought we got home at 11. We got home at like 1. Mm-mm. I still feel the effects of last night. I'm a I little get tired. Do yeah. I come on this podcast and play myself from time to time, even every episode? <laughs> Absolutely. But today I'm tired. Yeah. So I'm tired.
0: I I have a new rule about dinner. The and only person is. I break this rule for to- is for Tommy Alter. This is Tommy Tom. Alter comes in. But my rule is you make these dinner reservations 6:45 baby. 6:45. I'm for it. Six forty-five, we get to dinner. Six forty-five, we eating at 715, 7.20, Home eight thirty, we out. Is why over. Are you
1: break it for Tommy. Why you? Eat, why because you eat Tommy, for Tommy. Because
0: Tommy's dinners are always like these grand events, and so you have to break it. You break it for Tommy. It's like you say, like you be like Tommy. He's like, oh, man, we got dinner at at, at eight thirty at this place. Said, Tommy is too late. Yeah, but Miles Davis is gonna be there. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. I know Miles Davis is there, guys. <laughs> um, development on Saturday morning. oh <gasps> yes
1: saturday morning talk about it
0: bros bros with a capital b me and brian went and played basketball together at equinox bros like we have our own theme song now we're fucking
1: he didn't tell me that
0: (laughs) what did he tell you he
1: he was sore very oh so. no! He told me he had a great time, but he was like, "Man, I'm so out of shape." I say, "Yeah, you do weights; you don't do cardio. It's a whole different workout." He mm. was hurting. He was lasering himself, <laughs> icing his shoulders. I was like, "Gee." We,
0: we also we so we also didn't. I played a lot longer, but we also didn't get a chance to like warm up right. It was like we got up there, we thought we were two games down, and we we're getting ready now. I know you guys are on now. Because at Equinox, it's a little sign-up sheet. And we got on there, and we did this thing. And then the game, we won. And so I'm like, all right, B, this is what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. He's like, Brian's like, I'm out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's like,
0: <laughs> Brian is like, I haven't played in a long time. I'm out. So we're uh, the goal now is to get B back on the court. So we're going to play some half court. We're going to play some other stuff. But by the time this summer comes, nigga, it's gonna be white man can't jump out this bitch. It'll be <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's Sydney
1: Deanley Do y'all play co ed?
0: I mean, there are ladies that want to play out there at at, uh, at Equinox State on the court.
1: I'm just saying, like, could I play? Yeah, you can
0: come out there and get dominated. It's not gonna be no Okay, wow. It's not gonna be, you know what I'm saying? I think I could hold my own. You think so? Oh, I forget you're a basketball player. Of course you could. Yeah, you can hold your own. Like the original come, big
1: rage. The original yeah, big rage. Br-
0: Ladies come out there and be hooping, hooping, giving niggas I, buckets. I love it. You scrappy, niggas, you scrappy. You play, you play, you look like you play. I play tough a little defense. dirty, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> just, just all like, right. I like I
1: don't have a shot, like
0: you look like you play good defense. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you who I know who's a scorer though. Your sister, Constance, she was. I saw, I saw the body, she got the basketball body, the long She's, arms. You know she, what I was mean? A shoot,
1: she was a shooter.
0: She was a she could score. She could score. You'd be busting your ass, huh?
1: I was no. you to be
0: busting your motherfucking but ass. But I was.
1: I played a little dirty.
0: A little dirty. Constance was better than you.
1: No. We had different skills.
0: Who 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 scored more points?
1: Constance. I'll I'll give yeah. her that. Yeah. Right. I like to go in and draw the foul. I lived at the free throw line. <laughs>
0: So she could score and you could draw files. Nah, she was busting your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, she was busting (laughs) your ass. Nah, man. Speaking of basketball. I got a
1: scholarship, okay?
0: You got a scholarship where?
1: University of Texas, Tyler.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's impressive. (laughs) No, hold on. They came to scout somebody else. Don't downplay yourself. No, I'm
1: laughing because I was going to say University of Texas. Pause. No, I... I, they came to scout somebody else and she was mm-hmm. impressed by me. I might have had one of like, my best games ever, though, by yeah. the way. One of my best games. And yeah, that's she the was only, like... That's
0: probably not the only game they recruit you on. They probably said, oh, we want to see more from it. They looked at you Yeah, she stuff. said,
1: yeah, yeah. I sent other stuff, but like I yeah. wasn't even trying to. And then my dad really wanted me to play. And I was like, no.
0: I'm not going over there. Fuck all that. That's actually impressive. You had offer. <laughs> all right, big deal of the day is... Ja Morant. But as we do this, we're going to bring in another voice. And that other voice is Charles Holmes from the Midnight Boys. <laughs> uh Charles has some thoughts on Ja Morant. So we're going to tap Charles in to join us on this. Just to infuse a little youthful yeah, like, exuberance. Yeah, I like
1: the little change-up.
0: Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? That's on the other side of this break.
1: This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. That's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life, with premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe.
0: Okay, so big deal of the day, Ja Morant. Hashtag save Ja. Grizzlies, Ja Morant out for at least two games. No timeline for his return, though. After brandishing the gun on social media. Now, you guys have been paying attention to this. You know that Ja has been you know, going wayward in the minds of some people in the last <laughs> couple of weeks. There was an incident, maybe a couple of months. There was an incident where it was alleged that a red pointer was pointed at a member of the Indiana Pacers staff. Some people thought it was that red dot. You know what I'm saying? Coming through the third when niggas get shot. We got a smooth line. They ate an infrared dots. That's the hot boys. Um, and then there was an incident where they said that Ja put the 13-piece piece spicy on a 17-year-old kid. Now, we didn't cover that. And the reason why we didn't cover it is because I don't know what happened there. If they they were playing basketball, Ja said the kid walked up on him and he had to bing, bing, bow. So, for me, that's not that big of a deal. So, I don't see anything wrong with it. We, we have Charles. Okay. Who, I didn't agree see anything
4: disagree. wrong with it. Okay, we'll talk I about mean, it. I mean, from what I read, supposedly things got testy. He, They were checking the ball. He threw it, hit Jaw in the face. He tried to square up. That's at least what Ja said. And Ja and his friends stomped him out. And then Ja showed him a gun because the dude was saying in his house, yo, I'm going to light this motherfucker up like fireworks. This is all alleged. This is just what I'm reading.
1: I got an issue with it because Ja said it was self-defense. But when... You and your homies jump on, jump him. Like, versus Like, it'd be different if he threw a punch, threw the basketball back. They jumped him. No, this is wrong.
0: Okay, so I don't know what happened. We, all we know that in that situation there were no charges. No, char- no charges. <laughs> no charges, he, Rachel.
1: He said, no, she said. That's why there no, are no charges. No yeah. charges.
0: All right. Now, also there was a situation where apparently Ja ran down on the head of security at some mall, and at the finish line. <laughs> at the finish line. So look, <laughs> all of this stuff leads up to I wake up, I think it was Saturday morning, and the first thing I see is Ja with the Blickenstein in the, in the strip club in Memphis. He had with the, the blicky on IG Live. The blicky. <laughs> not a great look for Ja. People are like, what the fuck's happening mm-hmm. with this kid? He's getting in trouble. He's surrounding himself with the wrong people. And now the fallout has been that John Morant is stepping away from the Memphis Grizzlies for a second to, uh, I guess, get his house back in order. We're going to talk about some of the reaction to this a little bit later. But before we do, I brought Charles on. We brought Charles on because Charles has a different perspective on what he sees the reaction to job being. I yeah. have implored job to be more corny, to leave the streets behind or whatever. And i am said he's even in the streets, but don't even play around. Mm-hmm. Rachel, I'm assuming, how, how do you feel about what job's going through
4: right now? I mean, I
1: definitely
4: don't agree with Charles. <laughs> <laughs> you don't agree? With- All right, fine. I'm, I'm go- I'll tell everybody what my team is. I'll tell- go ahead, let me Tom. go whenever I, I got the floor man. Let me
3: know. Oh, no. um, yeah, go, it's, ahead. It's no, go for it. Yeah. All
4: right. So my opinion, you no, know, I woke up today and my greatest fear happened. I already thought that sports media was wilding. But it's bad. Uh, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp are on their show discussing whether Jaw is really a crip or not. We got Kendrick Perkins out here talking about Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. should also watch how they talk all of these things. Very quickly, to me, it's devolved into uh, a classic case of respectability politics. And while I don't condone or agree with how John Morant is going about everything, I think that there needs to be more responsibility about how we talk about this. Because I keep hearing on uh, ESPN and FS1 and on social media and podcasts, all of these terms like Ja ain't about that life. Ja ain't really hood. Ja ain't this. He's not really hard. Da, 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 da. And I think, as like black journalists, as cultural critics, we have to be very, very, very specific about our language. Because I'll ask you, what does Ja isn't about that life or Ja isn't hood mean? Like, I'll oh, ask Rachel, Rachel Van, what does that mean to y'all? Uh, well, to I me, mean, wh- oh, go yeah,
3: ahead. Yeah, it's Adrian. not
1: his. From, he's from the streets or he's not from the streets, I guess, if we're saying he's not about that life. Like he he has an easy life. I, I sent something to the group where somebody had put um, footage of Jaw to the eight mile rap <laughs> Clarence.
4: his <laughs> parents had a real good marriage? Yeah. And he went
1: to private school just like, I, like he went to a private school. So they were basically saying like he's not familiar with the the other side of things. He grew up privileged.
0: So this is what I would say. Um, and, you know, I don't give a fuck whether or not he's about that life or not. I've never said anything about whether or not John is about that life. But like, you
4: will say that has been one of the biggest branches of this whole I, conversation. What I will say is that. Yes. I, I think people have been
0: pointing that out. And there's a reason why. Because okay. if you're not really about that life, as people would say, that means have some proximity to criminality, have some proximity to being in a me or you situation, have some proximity to things, uh, that's realities that sometimes exist in neighborhoods. Then you're not aware of the stakes. Then you don't know what could happen to you. You don't understand.
1: Like you're like you,
0: like you don't, if, if you are, cause there are other players that when things like this happen to them, nobody really bats an eye, right? If this is Zach Randolph during his days, or if this is just being for real, like if there are other <laughs> players who we're we, if this is Steven Jackson, right? Then we're aware of kind of who those guys are. So like there really it, it they're, they're really is in it there there really isn't a in a sense wasn't and they're not as big a stars as Giant. And I'm not saying what anyone, I was gonna say I'm not saying that anyone would condone it, but what I'm saying is I mean even AI to an to an extent. Remember AI before he got to the in the, the NBA, he had spent like a he spent a year in jail. So a lot of the problems that Allen Iverson was having, people understood that there was going to be a curve that he was gonna have to go through to kind of understand what it meant to be a professional athlete. I think what people are saying, and I'm not one of those people that's saying it, is that for John Morant, uh, there seems to be an excitement, or there seems to be a draw to act in a certain sort of way that's not really grounded in anything. Because if it were, gro- if were grounded in something, you could almost understand it. But what people don't like and what they sometimes sometimes take offense to is when you're just playing in the streets, because now, you know, this different than like, like Justin Bieber. You See, know, right, I mean? that's where that's where we got to pause, because okay, cool. my my <laughs> by, issue by the way, is- I'm not by the way, I am not. Hold on, I need to stand up uh, so I can get my stand goal. But I'm not, I'm not, like I'm not in any way saying that I believe that. But when, but when people say
4: that about people or even about job, that's what they're saying. So I guess my issue would be is that I think that we have a tendency, even amongst the black community, to talk about black people like they're a monolith. Where it's just like it's this secret cabal of people. Where it's like you're not really that black or you're not really that hood. And if you ask people what those things actually mean, what does it mean to be a real nigga? What does it mean to be about that life? Everybody's going to have a thousand different ways of discussing it. So if we're talking about Ja, we need to be specific. Are we upset because we feel as if he's been given this big opportunity and he's squandering it because he's trying to act like he, is, uh, he grew up in a more impoverished area than he did? That's a specific conversation. you just saying like, he's not really hood I know people in my own personal life that are really about that life when I hear that I'm like aren't we just in a cycle of talking about the same toxic masculinity that in the NBA we've been trying to be like we're above where I'm just like everybody who talks about John Morant slips into this discourse about well I you know I'm from the streets or I know real people from the streets and John's not really like that and I'm just like all right what what evidence do you have What empirical evidence are we all working with as Black people to point to which Black people can act quote-unquote hood and which ones can't? Like, that's the problem. Even the word. I'm saying, like, if this was just a conversation between us, we could use that word and have a nuanced conversation about that behind closed doors. When you go on ESPN, when you go on podcasts, when you go in magazines, and you start letting everybody talk about who isn't hood, especially white sports reporters, that's when I'm like, no, 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 this is starting to be respectability politics. I thought we had learned our lesson when this happened to AI. That's what I'm vouching for. Let's be specific about what we're pissed off about when we talk about John Moran.
1: Mm. The only reason I had an issue with what you had, not what you just said, but when I saw what you put on, on Twitter, is because it doesn't seem, it seems as if Jaws not taking or you are writing off the level of responsibility or maybe the accountability, I should say, that John Morant should have when it comes to this. Like it, I don't I, I'm not I'm not as upset as what people are having to say. It's like especially like, did you see what Jalen Rose had to say?
4: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: And I thought what he said was great. And I also like the discourse of when people are saying we don't understand, acknowledging we have no idea what he's going through. We have no no idea what kind of pressure he's under. We have no idea what it's like. And that's why what Jalen said was so great to go in. As one way into the draft and come out as a millionaire, and then have this level of responsibility where you have to be this leader for your family and for your friend group and this provider, and that's a lot of pressure that you put on yourself. So I I don't think the discourse has been all bad. I understand what you're saying about some of it has, and I don't like when they're when we jump to assumptions. Which you mentioned Skip Bayless, and I know we'll get into that later. But when there's an, when there's an assumption like that, I'm not for. But when you when I saw your tweet, it made it seem like we're right. We can write this off as something else. And that it seems like everyone's against jaw rather than jaw taking some type of accountability. That's what it felt like a little bit to me. So let's read. Because he's not, he's not innocent.
0: Let's read the tweet real quick. This is okay. the tweet. And the tweet wasn't bad. It was it was it's not a bad tweet. It's just like a really no, thoughtful tweet. Bad. So, so yeah, so don't so stop coming at my man about his tweets. How about this? <laughs> so, no, Rachel, you He no, no, doesn't just, feel he that, doesn't, that
1: way. I know no, he doesn't I feel, know. feel that
0: way. So, so this is what it said. It's a, the tweet says, Um, I don't know it's start I don't know spelled I O N N O. I don't know. It's starting to smell a little bit, a little too much like respectability pil- politics in here. Young people do dumb shit, add millions of dollars and celebrity culture to the equation, and they're prone to do even more dumb shit. At a certain point, the thirst to see some punitive justice gets weird.
4: Chuck, your response to what Rachel was just saying, and I'm going to jump in for a little while. So I think that I'm not trying to say that John Morant should not face responsibilities for, or shouldn't face repercussions for what he's done what i'm advocating for is is that i think we have this idea in our head that by black people being a celebrity they're automatically supposed to be a role model they're auto, they're automatically supposed to be a revolutionary that's not true i would argue with you most 23 year olds are not in a position to actually be a role model. Now, you look at how much money Ja is making, you look at all of the endorsements, and you're like, but yeah, he's risking this all. And what I would ask y'all is this. How many dumb motherfuckers, young motherfuckers do we know in our life? Now, did them finally coming into a certain amount of money make them great at decision-making overnight? No. Also, Black people fail every day. Black people in my personal life, I know black people who are failing right now. If John Morant, let's take this to his logical conclusion if he doesn't change his actions. Let's say the worst happens. John goes to jail. John loses all of his money. He squanders this great opportunity that he was given. It will suck. I will feel bad. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to see that happen. But it's not a national tragedy. Black people fail every day and I don't see us crying. Like at a certain point, he's either going to rise to the standard that uh people have for him or he's not, and he's going to face the repercussions of that. us having a national conversation as black people being like, "Oh my gosh, this John morant thing he's 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 damaging the cause. I'm like, if John Morant is going to stop <laughs> black people from doing what we was doing, the cause wasn't as strong as I thought it was. That's right. all I'm saying you know what reason why
0: god put charles in my life why <laughs> i love charles <laughs> it's because charles lets me see what a couple of years has done to me okay <laughs> i'm like through charles charles is 29 um well, 30 just turned 30, 30, 30 just plus. turned 30 mazel tov. i am 42 <laughs> and through my relationship with Charles and the Midnight Boys and some of the other younger brothers that I have in my life, I get to see what a little living does to you. (laughs) And I'll tell you why. So, it wouldn't matter if John Morant was the point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies, um, whether John Morant was an actor, or whether John Morant was anything else. If John Morant was a kid that age that I had any type of relationship with and I thought that I could have an opinion on his life which is a part of this right? Yeah. John Morant is a celebrity so that means that people are going to have an opinion on what he does. But if John Morant can make my, jokes,
5: yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, if John Morant was my little brother if he was my little cousin if he was anybody right and it struck me I would tell him yo pump your brakes and slow down and so it wouldn't, he wouldn't have to be John Morant. The reason why I would do that is because For me, it is such a tragedy. It's a gigantic tragedy. It's a profound tragedy because it's useless. It's for no reason. If you're telling me right now that you live in a place where you got to move this or that to make your life work, or you got to carry this or that to make your life work, I'm going to try to make you do better. I'm going to try to make you be Mm -hmm. the rose that grew through the concrete, but I'm going to do that entire thing, understanding that your reality might dictate something that you can't escape. But if you do escape it, or if you were never in it in the first place as an older black man, who's been to dozens of funerals, that's not an exaggeration as an older black man, that's got the call. Yo, George is dead. Jason's dead. Teffer's dead. You know what I'm saying? Delvin's dead. Like, as a black man that's got that, I can't let you do it. I got to at least say something. Because I know that it's a bunch of kids that are the same age now as what they were, their fathers were, when they died. And I see them and I see their fathers. And I, I really do. I'm not even Bush. I see them and I see their fathers. It's a whole bunch of kids now, 18, 19, 20 years old, that's the same age now as they were when, when I saw their fathers murder, when I saw their fathers locked up. And so for me, it's not even about whether or not it has anything to do with the cause of blackness. I don't care how Jairo Morant reflects on America's image of the young black male, couldn't care less. America is going to think. What they think about young black males, no matter what. I care about the future of John Morant's life, and I care about it because that's the player. That people are going to relate to. That's the guy with the. That's the guy with the big ass smile that didn't come from the huge school that had to grind and scrap and literally jump over niggas mm-hmm. that dunk on them to get what he had. That's the guy with the with the tats and the dreadlocks and all of that that plays the way that the that the culture enjoys. That's the kid. Like I love him. I never met John Moran before, but I love seeing him out there. I am sick of watching them wasted. And for me, I'm not gonna go out there and say, oh, you're not about that life. I don't know what life he's about. I don't know what happened before. I don't know if he could have been the biggest gangster in the world. He could have been or not. It wouldn't matter if he was. I know he doesn't have to be right now. I know that whatever was happening before, it doesn't have to be right now. And I'm not gonna judge you. I'm not gonna moralize with you because I certainly can't do that, but as an older man, an older black man who sees what happens not just to you, but to your kids, to your wife or baby mothers, to your mother, I know black women that still wake up in the morning pacing black back and forth because they call names out and they don't and nobody answers. Mm-hmm. Like I, when I was on the road with hip hop homicides, I talked to eight mothers, eight mothers who never, ever, ever get to see their kids again over some bullshit. I sat on Soldier Slim's porch and talked to his mama. His room's still upstairs. It's just not worth it. So to me, I couldn't give a fuck less whether or not he's about that life. I couldn't give a fuck less whether or not he playing in the streets I just care about whether or not he's okay. And I want John ja Morant and all my young brothers, whether they can shoot or not, I just want them to be okay. So, so
4: I, I really want to ask bullshit. you this. <laughs> yeah. I really want to ask you this, though. Man. <laughs> sure. I want that too. I think right. one of the most beautiful things that black people have out of necessity is that when one of us makes it out, when we see our celebrities, it means more to us because we intrinsically mm-hmm. know how mm-hmm. hard it was to get out. Like, yeah. but what I, I'm not saying that it would not be a tragedy if everything goes left for John ja Morant. But I'll ask both Rachel and Van, do you guys know people personally in your own life where as much as you talk to them, you're like, yo, at the end of the day, it's like, it's your choice. Like, there's yeah. only so much you can of say. Course. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if Ja is at that point yet. But if John wants to change that has to be him and this this the media circus around us wanting him to change on our schedule is a little ridiculous because if you know anything especially with young black black men everything that is ingrained in us as a society how much we are beaten down the toxic masculinity that it takes to get to the nba is not something you want to learn just because you have a hundred million dollars in your bank account it's just
0: not it takes to get to the nba nigga what are you talking about
4: oh anyway uh look (laughs) wait no no but i'll ask you can i ask you the same thing that we were the same thing that we were cheering john morant for doing that was cute two years ago his whole life the stubborn bullheadedness the feeling that you are the greatest, the feeling that nobody can say anything to you. Triple that because you're a celebrity now. Triple that because you have money. It's cute when you're going against the Warriors and you're an underdog. It's not so cute now. So can he unlearn that in a year? Probably not. And like, it's okay if we see him fail. It just can't be a national tragedy when he does.
1: I think it depends how he fails. Like when I... I... Uh, It depends when you say he can fail or it's going to be a year or whatever you said, however long it takes. I think it depends what that looks like. He can't... do Do you understand what... You know what I mean?
4: Oh, I mean, I don't want to see him in prison. I don't want to see anybody killed. I don't want to see anybody hurt. Like, yes, there are degrees to it, but I do think that we have this thing that happens in real life. And the perfect example is when you start going to therapy not only do you, but everybody else is just like, all right, when's the change going to happen? When's the change going to happen? You get impatient. Like, why? Like, we think because John ja Morant is a millionaire, because this is how we think about a lot of rich black people. We think about a lot of rich black celebrities. Like, they're smarter than they are. They're going to make better decisions than they are just because they have money. And I'm like, just because you have money isn't a solve or a magic elixir, meaning you're not going to make dumb decisions. Like, he's 23. Yeah. Like, because I'll I'll ask you guys this. How many 23-year-olds in your life right now do you think if they came into even a million dollars Would make the best decision.
0: Man, Jomi would be so out of here, bro. If he got. (laughs)
4: If if Jomi got. Is Jomi 23?
0: Jomi 24, 25. Yeah, no. You're saying
4: that now. But the first IG honey in them DMs. But
0: Jomi. If Jomi got a hundred million, Jomi would be so fucked up, man. Jomi would be the worst version of
4: Jomi. If you got that type of
0: money. Like Jomi. Kai might be all right
4: see I colorism why why would kai be all right why would kai be all right because
0: he likes me and uh, and Joey not? No, kai might be all right jomi <laughs> jomi would be fucked if he got that much money Jomie, Jomie leave and Jomie Jomie alone out of here um <laughs> charles i think the, the
1: thing is is that when people get a lot of money i think the hope too is that th- with, with that comes resources you know so like or you surround yourself with people who might know what you don't know i think that's yeah what you think will happen. Not that Wait,
4: you are right, honestly, you because you're a real celebrity. How many celebrities, how many celebrities, you know, want to be surrounded by motherfuckers who going to give them good advice. Who's going to push back on them. Who's going to be like, Hey, you're wrong. How many celebrities? No, no, know like, no,
1: me? no, 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 not that part, not the latter, not pushing back and saying that you're wrong. I'm saying like, but that push you to like, give you more knowledge about things and make more money or, or in, in that regard. Yes. But no, most celebrities want to be surrounded by yes people. I will agree to that. Yes, I understand. So that that's part. that's
4: what's happening with Ja. There's no, how many people in Ja's camp are like, hey, man, put the blicky down. And, you know, that's why <laughs> we got to do it. So look, so so this is my thing. I'm going to be real with
0: you. I, I, I think that maybe there's a simplification to all of this thing. You see somebody, especially in the culture, just for me, you see somebody getting a little bit off their square, little tug. With love. With love.
4: Not but let's a, John
0: Singleton oh, be. That's all hold on, hold on. I want from the old head. No, 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 well, let's saying, John Singleton. Po- wait, no, 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 I'm saying what I'm saying is with love. With love. The yay shit at TMZ. That's with love. Hey, brother, you a genius. Hey, man, like you're great. I realize you're great. Can you not fuck over us with love? <laughs> Now, there have been certain other times, even on this podcast, that maybe I could have been a little bit more loving, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just being for real, but with love. And so, you know, I would be, I just one time I was driving, I'm driving in the car with my dad. My dad's like, hey, son, I just want you to remember. Nobody knows their Bible as well as Satan. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I'm going to. My ninth birthday party, we had McDonald's. Like what what is the, you know what I mean? Like what like why, what's the what's the message? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the, like what are you talking about? But he was just always the the older men in my life, they were just always trying to better me. You know, they they were just always trying to better me. So for me, I think you're making a fantastic point. I think the point is if we're going to talk about John Morant or any young brother that we feel like is in crisis, There is a way to do it that is culturally responsible. Yeah, it's true. And there is a way to do it that is centering ourselves. Okay. What I want, and I meant what I said in the video, I want everybody to understand that there is nothing wrong with living a safe life. I'm not, I'm not, when I was 23, I was in the clubs, I was doing all of that, but there's nothing wrong with safely and legally protecting what it is that you have. I'm also not going to excoriate you if there are certain realities that you come from that you don't just wake up one morning and can't, you know, shake them. But I think from I think for me, when I see what's happening with Ja, when I see what's happening with anybody, you just want to make sure that these brothers know that we love them and that what we're trying to do in the long run is maybe. Help them by giving them some game of knowledge that they might not be able to see. Now, to Charles's point, somebody made a great point in Charles's point. (laughs) Somebody reaffirmed Charles's whole message this morning. Skeletor himself. Skip Bayless. I'm like about that. his looks. I'm sorry.
3: I'm talked about his looks. I'm sorry.
0: I'm sick of this motherfucker. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. I'm sick of this motherfucker. I talk about, I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I'm about his I, I'm sick of him. I'm sick of him. Run the video.
3: Okay. So I've called around the league to people I've known forever talking about job because I was so shocked by the IG live, how brazen it was. And I had right. several people say to me, well, time out are you sure you guys on TV aren't giving him a pass here, like you're not that? They're asking me, are you sure he's not that? Like, he, he that's just who he is, that he is about that life. And remember, he's thrown up the Crips sign. several. I've seen him throw it up two or three times. I've, I probably missed mm-hmm. some other times. Do, what does that mean? Does that mean he wants to associate with the Crips, or he got initiated by the Crips, or he just... He he has a dream of being a crip. I, I don't know. I, I'm just throwing this out that are, are we missing the boat here that that's just who he's been from the start. And we keep saying, no, you're just associating with the wrong people when he's actually part of the wrong people. Is that it? it- Skip, that, that, that,
0: you know what, Skip, you and the people that you talk to might be 100 percent correct. But that makes it even more egregious. It it does. Because you got out of it.
4: You got out. Charles? See, this is what happened. Like, this is the (laughs) slippery-ass slope where I'm just like, black people getting too comfortable and they let white people run away. I'm like, come on, man. There's a way we could talk about this without getting into... This starting to seem like the AI shit all over again. Where what people a lot of times are really saying is that, I'm gonna get very incendiary for all the basketball heads out there. I think that because we invest so much money, so much time, so much heart and emotion into black players, we can play them in our video games. We can follow them on social media. We feel an ownership over them, like they are a product, like we can control them. We can, in some ways, when we're playing video games, control them. And the minute that we can't, it's very, very fast where we start slipping into respectability politics, into racist rhetoric. Into wondering on live television whether he's a crip or not, like what the so fuck I'm, are we doing? Black people, the black people didn't do that. That was Skip Bayless. No, but what I'm no, saying is, no.
1: Sha- Did you not hear what Shannon had to say?
4: Shannon okay. agreed, and like he Shannon, agreed like, exactly. I love Shannon Sharp. Like he's a legend. Don't get me wrong, but there has to be a point where we're like, hey, on live t- television, we are not going to debate whether one of the greatest basketball okay. players on the earth is a crip or not. Well, for, well, first of all, first of all, number one, I agree. Shout out to all my lokes out there.
0: Shout out to all of my Crips. I love y'all. Okay. Damn.
3: Glasses <laughs> AD
0: everybody out there. Shout out to all the lokes. That fuck with me, I fuck with y'all. All right. So I'm not about to say Crip like it's a bad word. Kids, don't join gangs. And Glasses and AD know that I feel that way. Don't join a gang. But whatever. Um now, um that wasn't somebody black. That was Skip Bayless and then it was Shannon Sharp. This is what I'll say. What I'll say about that, what I'll say about that is that's preposterous. That is uh, disrespectful. That's, dare I say, anti-black. Um, Skip Bayless doesn't have... Skip Bayless, before you go on a show with asking the question whether or not John Moran is a crip, you need to have much more substantive uh, 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 knowledge or oh. proof that he is in any way gang affiliate. Yeah, it's a
1: big in accusation. In any way
0: gang affiliate. That's a, a big, irresponsible accusation. That is the type of accusation that <clears throat> puts a stigma on a young player, that uh, puts him in a specific place with his organization, with uh, brands that might want to deal with him. I'm not saying that Ja hasn't done a great job of that already himself, but what I'm saying is that's the era that we're in when that passes off as a constructive conversation on television. The yeah. constructive conversation to me surrounding Ja Morant is, a, is one that's had out of people who care, not just about Ja Morant, but about any young brother or sister that might be in that situation. And anybody who came through that has been adjacent to that, I don't think that it's wrong to have the conversation about whether or not there's a better way to do things like that. I think it's necessary to have it. And I think we have to have it culturally. I do agree, Charles, that we have to have it in the right way. But at the yeah. same time, there's another type of respectability that I don't like. The type of respectability that I don't like is us shying away from having needed and necessary cultural conversations because we are concerned about what white people might think about those conversations that we are having. They don't give a fuck about what we think when they talking to each other and we can't give a fuck about what they think when we're talking to each other. Now, if we're talking and acting as proxy for them, like you're embarrassing us in front of white people, that's a problem. But if I'm as a brother using whatever medium or platform or forum that I have to, in good faith, having a conversation about what I think is good for black people, a for fuck what mm-hmm. white people think about it. And I think to your point, anybody that was trying to say that they're better than Ja, that's wrong. But anybody that was trying to say they want better from Ja, there's just nothing wrong not, with that. Yeah. But
4: even Skip saying, like he said something to the effect of, maybe Ja was one of the bad ones all along because he might've been a crit. That even to me is a problematic statement because if you know, just because you are a gang member, like sorry kids, doesn't mean you're a bad person. I know a lot of people. That's who, facts. Like, like there are crips that hey went down a wrong path. They were a gang Let member. Let me they find turned out. Charles wrong... a loke. Charles,
2: <laughs> Charles, man,
0: Charles, where you from, Charles? You Charles, Charles, bro, where you from, what, Charles? Tell me what, what, well, Charles? Where you from, bro? You from Lantana, Charles? Where you from, bro? You I From Seventh Street, I read huh? the
4: Midnight you Boys Reddit and Facebook. Charles, do not Charles know what where said, you
0: from, bro? <laughs> Charles, you sixties,
4: you 40s, but, but where but you from, bro? What, huh? what are we doing, Is Santana, this, like, fucking Reagan's America? Charles, Where you from, bro? Thought, Man. Shut up, <laughs> 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 but like, why are we? What right, Shannon? Shannon <laughs> should know better. Shannon, why now, are you on live television being like <laughs> Chris are like best the, the worst people on the
0: planet. Like we need It's not stop. Shannon's best moment. Shout out to. All right, look. <laughs> it's Charles, it's not Shannon's best moment. Charles, best Charles best you know I love you. We got a pod on Wednesday. Check me and Charles out right now on
4: the Prestige TV podcast. Thank you so, so much recap for having the last me. Of us. And, of course, Rach, I want to say you're a legend for dealing with my boy. Check <laughs> 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 out Charles, Charles and I. Charles, come back. Wednesday morning back. also. Episode two of The
0: Mandalorian, we out here cooking. All right, last you of us. What? I
1: was at the premiere. What? And, and like Charles Van gets so upset by this because he's like, you are not the right person who should be doing interviews on these carpets. I talked to everybody. I talked to Den. Give me somebody else. Oh, no. Nah. Who's another character's name? Nah, nah, nah <laughs> I
2: said,
1: nah. I, nah. I, I, I talked to Carl Weathers. I talked to. Weathers. Okay, who else? But I will is give in you it?
4: points. You did call Katie. him Din. You did call him Din. That's a point. Din. All right.
1: Din. Okay. Um, who else? Bo Katie. Camp. Bo. I talked to Bo. I talked to the Armorer.
0: This is the Honestly.
1: Armorer. We gotta
0: go. <laughs> I, was, I was at the premiere too. Bring me great. on. We gotta go. we gotta go. Midnight Boys, plus
3: I'll one. See y'all <laughs> Wednesday. Peace. See you, all <laughs> Everybody
0: has been talking about this the whole weekend. Let's be honest. Okay. Let's be honest. Everyone's been discussing this. It's all everybody wanted to talk about. Uh, selective There's outrage so was the name. Things. Whatever, Rachel. You know?
1: <laughs> There's been so <laughs> many things people are talking about this weekend. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, what's the topic? So are you
0: saying that? So you saying right now that literally
1: three things people have been talking about this weekend? Give it to
0: me. Give it to me.
1: One, Cree. Three, Jonathan Majors. Nah. Yep. He's everywhere. Everybody's talking about it. Two. Uh, this what you're going to say mm-hmm. Chris Rock's mm-hmm. Netflix special and three Tom and Ariana from, from Vanderpump Rules that's all everybody's been
0: talking about this weekend what three things circles are you hanging out in that people are talking <laughs> about the, Tom and Ariana from Vanderpump Rules it's we don't talk about it everywhere I it's, didn't see people hey, who man, don't you even watch the show it's I stand corrected everywhere you're right. I don't know nothing about it. When the fuck do we talk thing. about
1: Vanderpump Rules on this podcast? And we're, we're even going to talk okay, about it? Talk it's
0: about everywhere. It. All right, cool. We'll talk about it, but I don't. I ain't. I don't know who the fuck these people are. I did watch Potomac last night, though.
3: <laughs> and I tell
0: you, I did watch the Potomac. Mipa- Kalika watched the Potomac reunion, <laughs> and man, you are so all in. Chris bothered did, me, man. I'm a Giselle stand. So
1: that now that's a mic drop moment. I'm a what? Giselle
0: stand. I'm on Giselle's Not side, Not this man. season. Not this season. Giselle remind me of my people. All right. Um. So, okay. So you you do have a point. By the way. By the way. Shout out to Michael B. Jordan, Tessa Thompson, Jonathan Majors, Wood Harris, and the entire team from Creed Three on a fantastic opening weekend. They were hoping for fifty. 58 domestic, 100 million world yep.
2: wide. See? Michael, Everybody's B. talking
0: about it. Fucking Jordan is in the building yes. as a star and as a director, man. Yep. So happy and proud for those brothers. And by the way, mm-hmm. it's a great movie, so go see it's it. It's a great movie. Go see it. It's every, a great movie. Everybody's talking about it. Thank you. Okay, whatever. Okay, cool. <laughs> Rachel, point, point taken. Uh, what some people are talking about is... <laughs> Chris Rock's a Netflix special, Selective Outrage. Okay, he 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 addressed the Oscars slap, uh, Selective Outrage. Um, it was live streaming, which is something new. It was live. We don't typically see comedy specials that are live. Sometimes they take comedy specials and they run them back two or three times, and the best one. Uh, you know, you might do two or three different tapings. The best one um you do is uh the one that they release sometimes they use parts of one another part of another one you know uh but you'll normally see them them streamed live um and you know he had everybody talking because this is the comedy special where he finally addressed the slap at the oscars last year rachel did you watch yeah. selective outrage
1: um I watched some of it, but but here's the thing. I, I went. Remember, I went to the live show in L. A. with Chappelle mm-hmm. and Chris Rock. I so I pretty much saw most of this already. I can't remember if we talked about it or not on the podcast, but I saw most of it. He wore the same outfit. It was the same thing. I saw it. So, what you ask me when I think about it, and mm-hmm. already seen it. So, I mean, it was. I'm not a big Chris Rock fan. Okay. But I, I was saying, I hesitated on saying that. Not uh-huh. a huge fan, but I actually enjoyed this special and I like the whole, fr- the whole theme, selective outrage. I like the things that he talked about. I liked how he addressed selective outrage. I like how he implemented the Will Smith part of it. Uh-huh. I thought that that was good too. I particularly enjoyed the Meghan Markle of it all. Cause I think you said, I think he said what a lot of people are too afraid to say when it comes to Meghan Markle. So I found it interesting and I found it funny and I found it to be true. Mm-hmm. Um I did not agree with him on MJ and R. Kelly, but mm-hmm. I thought that it was a really <laughs> I thought <laughs> I thought it was a really smart special. Um and this is coming from someone who isn't like I like Chris Rock, but you know, and some of the things that he's done, but I'm not a huge fan of his standups. I actually Mm -hmm. enjoyed this one. And I thought that the timing was perfect for it. When it came out, um, he waited at the right time and, and he brought good topics to address. In my opinion, Chris, Chris
0: Rock, I would give it a a, B plus Chris Rock (laughs) is a legendary comedian. This special wasn't funny and that's okay. I actually thought it was funny. It wasn't funny at all. And that's okay. Number one, it was preachy, boring. And look, Man. I'm just being for real. Like, Chris Rock is a legendary talent. Absolutely. As a comic. This special wasn't any good. And that's okay. Okay. It doesn't change anything about who Chris Rock is. In my opinion, Chris Rock is still the guy who changed comedy back in all of that biting social criticism. It's not funny at all. And that's okay. Really? Yeah, man. You didn't find
1: any parts funny.
0: There were a couple of chuckles, maybe. But for me, like I thought. There's a way to do, hey, society's gone crazy and everybody's sensitive, right? It's fine. He comes off a little bit. I don't know if Chris Rock, to me, when I watched it, it doesn't seem like Chris Rock knows who he is right now. That's. I'll just be honest with you. I watched Chris Rock Rock talk about paying for pussy uh, for an entire section of the park. He's 58 years old. Yeah, he's 58 years old. I watched Chris Rock talk about the fact that he l- loves his kids, but he doesn't like them. And then I watch him tell a whole story. And at the end of it, talk about how much he likes his kids. So like, so to me, there was it was compelling the part that uh, and it was it was brave. It was brave for him to do it live, juggling everything that's going on for him. And maybe the fact that there's so much on him right now is why his rhythm seemed a little bit off. His rhythm was off. He flubbed a couple of jokes, not just a joke during the Will Smith section, and why it sometimes felt like he didn't quite know what he wanted to say, right? It, it, it He both sides a bunch of issues it, like in, in the whole thing, and it just didn't seem to be a clear... He was selective, in my opinion.
1: So... I, again, I saw it live and I will say what I saw was better than mm-hmm. I saw. I got through like maybe more than halfway of the Netflix special. What I saw was better than what I saw in the special. So I'm putting the two together. But what 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 would you say he was both siding? What was the topic uh, that he put? Bo-
0: so it, he kind of both sides the abortion a little bit.
1: Now, I found the abortion thing interesting. Yeah, you like because, it. Because, no, it made me uncomfortable, to be honest with you. And he definitely, I don't think he both sides it. I think he's actually pro-life.
0: I don't give a fuck whether or not he's pro-life. The only thing that I care about... I didn't think is he both sides it. And, and and is if, if you make jokes that they are uh, biting and funny and that they have some sort of power to them and... Chris Rock did not seem powerful on the stage during Selective Outrage. Once again, I'm not a fucking comedian. I am looking at this as a consumer.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm looking at this as a consumer. I just wasn't that entertained. However, that does not mean that there weren't parts of it that were very compelling because, of course, he was going to uh, discuss the whole Will Smith um, uh, a slap at the Oscars. Okay, of course he was going to discuss that, and I said that it was brave for him to go out there and do it live because I'm certain that there are a lot of emotions after having something, honestly, guys, that traumatic happen to you, right? Full of that in front of that many people, televised like that, that he probably had to confront, and for an artist to go up there and do that is commendable. It's very brave, Absolutely. but like for, but for me, if we're just talking about what we thought about the special like I heard a lot of ideas that I've been hearing from everybody everybody's sick of everybody has let white supremacy uh like uh, uh co-opt the word wokeness and now everybody is all bad well, everyone's going too uh too far and they want their rights and god who god forbid um and that's fine like I I hear other comedians do that and it's it's just better than what I heard Chris Rock do it however the will stuff was kind of compelling I'm going to play we're going to play a little bit of it right now uh it was only like the last 10-15 minutes of the show uh Donnie, mm-hmm. give me a little bit
2: and his wife was fucking her son's friend okay now i normally would not talk about this shit but for some reason these niggas put that shit on the internet i have no idea why two talented people would do something that fucking low down what the fuck we all been cheated on, everybody in here been cheated on, none of us have ever been interviewed by the person that cheated on us on television, none of us, They're like hey I was sucking somebody else's dick, how did that make you feel? <laughs> She hurt him way more than he hurt me. Okay, okay. And by the way, he does that shit. Everybody in the world called him a bitch. I tried to call the motherfucker and give him my condolences. He ain't pick up for me. Everybody called that man a bitch. Fucking the yeah. Charlemagne called him a bitch. The Breakfast Club called him a bitch. And the view, and the talk, and every rapper, and and the drink champs called him a fucking bitch. Everybody called him a bitch. They called his wife a predator. Everybody called him a bitch. Everybody. Everybody. And who's he hit? Me. Hmm.
0: He uh he went on to call Jada Pinkett a bitch Jada Pinkett Smith He called her a bitch In the, um, uh, the stand up uh, mm-hmm. And he finished it With a joke uh, Or a statement A mic drop statement Donnie play that
2: A lot of people go Chris how come You didn't do nothing back How come you didn't do nothing back That night Cause I got parents That's why Cause I was raised Hey. I got parents. And you know what my parents taught me? Don't fight in front of white people.
0: I don't think I get it. You don't Um, get wait, you don't get
1: the last part? Or you just now you're speaking in general about the whole selective outrage special.
0: So so look, people are, it's interesting. There were some of the responses that I that I have seen.
1: And tell me, because I haven't seen any of it. Are they are they like you? Are they like me? Well, no. Is it, I'm not. Is it split about, down the like, middle.
0: Whether or not people thought it was funny or not doesn't bother me. That's like that's so subjective. You know what I mean? It's so subjective. Some people might have been. It might have been side splittingly funny to them. Uh, some people might not. Just that happens with everything, right? You know, people love the movie Babylon. People hate the movie Babylon. I don't care whether that people think it was funny. But the reaction to the content of it is interesting. Uh, People thinking that in some way it was wrong for Chris Rock to get on the stage and give it to Will Smith. Will Smith smacked the shit out of Chris Rock in front of the entire world. Chris Rock, the least he can do is have his fucking say about it. Now, what I will say is this. um, And I looked for this. Jada Pinkett Smith didn't do anything to Chris Rock. Even when he talks about the fact that she wanted him to boycott the Oscars because of uh, Will not getting nominated for a concussion, I mean, even that is like it's sort of innocuous. It's like, okay, you ask somebody to do something, they don't do it; it's fine. Like if 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 they had such a such a precarious relationship, then why would he even make a joke about her at the Oscars? Things must have been at least kind of all right. So to call her a bitch is. Really odd to me when she didn't come back after this and say, "Yeah, he deserved it," or not that I saw, or maybe maybe somebody else saw something like, "Yeah, no. he deserved to smack the shit out that nigga." I told him, as a matter of fact, Will smacked Chris. People blame Jada, and you can say whatever mm-hmm. you want about how you feel about Jada and Will's relationship. Right? It's obviously been odd. Will smacked. Chris, people blame Jada. Yeah. And then Chris blamed Jada when it was Will that smacked him.
1: You mean Chris blamed Jada in this?
0: To me, it's like I'm not the person that you really wanted to hit. You're mad at her, so you hit me. I'm not the person that you're mad well, at. See, I didn't I I agree with him calling her a bitch.
1: To me, that was unnecessary. But the rest of it made sense to me because I felt like he was saying all of that to explain what made Will get up on that stage. What made Will have selective outrage is basically what he was saying. So that all made sense to me, right? Your your anger was misdirected. You weren't mad at me. You were mad at her and what she did. and And so whether I agree with that or not, it made sense to me. Like, I get it. I don't get the bitch of it all. And I don't think he was blaming her. I just think he was saying, y'all have your own shit. Everybody's talking about it. I haven't even touched that. But you want to get mad at me when everybody was out here coming at you and calling you all kinds of names. I can see because, that. Because, yeah, calling yeah. you all kinds of names for that. And I said nothing. I make this small joke and you're coming at me. Your anger's misdirected. So I understood the buildup. Yeah. To where he was getting to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I, that 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 definitely makes a lot of sense. Uh other than that, there's really not that much talk to to, to talk about. Comedian does comedy special. Yeah. Uh says things. I don't think there's a lot of de- you know what I mean. Like I don't know if there's anything deeper. I don't, you know, for the, for those of you, you know, calling Jada Pinkett a bitch. I've seen other comedians do that. They want to roast Jada Pinkett since that. Yeah. Jada Pinkett did not smack the shit
2: no. out of Chris Rock.
0: He she didn't. She didn't smack the shit out of Chris Rock. She didn't. She didn't smack him. She didn't smack him. As far as him not reacting on stage because he was raised right. Pfft, I don't know how that nigga was raised. But I must have been raised wrong.
1: I was I was raised right. And I would have fought back.
0: You was raised not to smack somebody that directly threatens your safety?
1: Oh, I just thought we were saying that in general. And no. I was taught to fight back.
0: Yeah, always. Not a tough guy, but you go upside my head, we gotta get busy. I don't give a fuck.
1: And we all of that, be, don't fight in front of white people. At, that would that reason would have gone out the window.
0: We could be at <laughs> Jesus's birthday party, like literally. Yeah. In heaven, you smack me in my shit. I gotta at least try.
1: Absolutely. You know I would I'm ask saying? Jesus to I'm hold not, a piece of I'm cake. I'm not a
0: tough guy. Yes. At I, I, not a tough guy at all. But we gotta we gotta get busy. You got to We we gotta get we gotta get semi busy. We gotta get yep. antsy. You know what I mean. We gotta get like irritated if we not if not busy at least irritated. You know. It's so but, but but that's but, but at the same at the same <laughs> at the same time though, I don't think that there's anything bitch made about the way that he handled it. You know what I mean? Or I don't think I'm not saying that he's soft. That shows a lot of strength, to be honest with you. Self control, not to, not to retaliate in that instance. But right. you know, I don't think that don't been don't us. come the the rest <laughs> of us that were, you know, don't say that you was raised. We were all raised. Some of us were raised to put that foot in the motherfucker ass that smacks your mouth. And
1: that was, At and that's try. right to
0: me. At least try. You know what I mean? Because you might still get your ass whooped. Right? Because, like, you know, Will might have put them on Chris. But you at least got to try. That's the sound of Chris getting smacked up. You know, like, Will just hit him with the left. For some ping, reason, ping. the sound
1: wasn't coming through when you were doing all of that. It was just Will, you moving your Will hit mouth. him with the left, right.
0: Okay, anyway, moving on. Uh, before we get out of here, we're going to give you guys a little bit more podcast. We have Damon Young. From Very Smart Brothers.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, That's the way I came to to know Damon Young. He is a humorist, a satirist, an author, a podcaster, an all-around brilliant guy. We interviewed him. It is going to run now. Tap in, listen to Damon Young. All right, this is a treat for me, um, for us here on Higher Learning. Uh, The gentleman that we're having on right now is one of the sharpest, Funniest brothers in the entire world, who I've actually been a fan of for a very long time. His name is Damon Young. He is a writer, editor, and a humorist. He's the co founder of a staple website called Very Smart Brother. He has been brothers, should I say? I said it the white way. My bad. Appreciate That's it. cool. Uh, I'm sorry to the culture. Um, he was a contributing editor. Uh, a contributing opinion writer for the New York Times and a columnist for GQ. This is credits on credits on credits. A weekly contributing columnist for the Washington Post in January 22. He's the creator and host of a podcast with Crooked Media. Shout out to the people over at Crooked called Stuck with Damon Young. And he is the author of What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Blacker. Hell of a title. A memoir and essays, which won the 2020 Thurber Prize for American humor, I wrote a book. It won nothing.
1: <laughs> okay. Same.
0: It won nothing. <laughs> Joining us today on our Learning is the good brother Damon Young. How you doing? I'm before?
5: good. I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm happy to be here. You know, what I mean, the funny part about like the book, the book thing is like, and, and I'm sure you probably experienced this too. Is like a lot of the shit. The year your book released, you find yourself getting upset. About not being nominated for awards, you didn't even hear about until you found out you weren't nominated for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
5: know what I mean? And so I, I had to. I went through that, and I feel like every first time an author goes through that shit, um, and, it, and it still fuck with me. So
0: yeah, it was it was it was weird. Like you're, you'll be like you'll see people. It's like five people, pictures of their books. They looking all happy. They'd be like, these people are up for the Porky Pig
3: <laughs> Award in literature, <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and I'll be like, you call your publisher, be like, yo, man. We didn't get the fucking, no, no, no love from the porky pig. No
5: love from the porky pig. And, and you know, I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all, man. I'm not doing well. I, um, I rushed here. I was at the gym and I stopped at McDonald's because I, I knew there wasn't going to be any food at home. And I got McDonald's dinner for the first time. I, I get McDonald's breakfast, but I got McDonald's dinner for the first time in, a, in at least like five or six years. Oh, and this quarter pounder, it, it feels like I ate like the toxic cloud that is above it's Ohio. July right now like that shit is in my mouth so i'm i'm not it's, doing well right now I'm so I'm, for you.
0: Yes, Bruh, I'm so sorry bro you know what my, I, I, I used to have a uh, what I called a a a power meal and it was a a double quarter pounder with cheese super fries and 1 two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 nuggets okay that's a power meal? That was that's the power, power meal? meal. My mom, like, I, the nuggets would be for the ride home. Oh, my right? God. Right? And then mm-hmm. I would eat the 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 double quarter. And I'm just, even the sight of a McDonald's now, which they never gonna fucking advertise with us now, but the sight of a McDonald's now, my shit is all fucked up. Are you gonna be able to do this interview, I, dog? I'll be good. Some- I'll be, I
5: mean, and what you mentioned, that's some Jonathan Majors type shit. Like that. Like that <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, get, all, get all brolic. So, you know, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Good, because right. Damon,
1: I've never eaten at McDonald's before in my life. We talked about this, I don't, I don't so I don't even know what that feels like. I don't, I don't
5: believe. You. I, no, it's impossible. My I've had
1: a, I've a, f- had fries impossible. only. I, don't I don't swear believe. to you, I've only had fries. My, okay. my parents never like. Believe, Let's I, go I, to McDonald's.
0: I don't believe that. It's cat. There's no way. I, like, it's,
5: it's, it's, I
1: was such a picky eater. I would just refuse to eat. I would just refuse. I was like, I'm not eating there. You
5: just met. You already laughed me like we just <laughs> I
0: mean,
1: you
5: already telling lies, no. but this ain't all good stories I'm just
0: odd <laughs> Damon let, let's 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 talk about you uh, I have a broad question for you um funny and black uh a very talented lady named Amanda Seals has uh, uh has a she has a game show that she does it's really brilliant it's called smart funny and black mm-hmm. and I would tell Seals in the past I would say that name is just Smart, funny, and black. It completely describes, like, who she is. Smart, funny, and black describes who you are. A-, a lot of your humor, though, is in criticism of things that you see that don't work for black people. Sometimes black people are what you are critiquing. Mm-hmm. How hard is it is to walk the line between funny and meaningful for you?
5: So. I've been I've been asked this question a few times, right, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the years, based on my blog, based on my book, whatever, and I always struggle for an answer, but then I heard uh, Michaela Cole, you know, the creator of I May Destroy You, genius, brilliant show, whatever, she's a genius, right, and, you know, if you've seen that show, it deals with this very serious subject matter, consent, assault, you know, um, just a very, very sober serious subject matter, but it's also really funny. And she was in. It. I forgot who she was being interviewed by. It might have been Vogue or something like that. And they asked her, "Why would you insert humor in such a like terrible, heavy circumstance?" And she was like, "I'm paraphrasing. I don't insert humor. I just don't remove it, right?" Hmm. And 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 when she said that, I was like, "You know, what? that's it. That's it right there. That's the answer because that's the way I. Look. That's just the way I look at the world. Hmm. You know, what I mean, and." That's always been my sensibility. That's always been, you know, I've always been a nigga that had jokes in his head. I've always been an introvert, you know what I mean? So I've always had like the the stories and the jokes and all of that in my head, <laughs> right? And and again, that's just always been a way that I process and assess and synthesize all of the information that I consume. You know what I mean? So for me to not be funny even when I'm talking about white supremacy, even even when I'm talking about getting doxed two years ago. You know what I mean. When, when I'm talking about it, if I weren't, if I didn't find the, the 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 humor in some of that shit, then it wouldn't be me. Huh?
1: What humor do you find? Maybe it's not even humor. When it comes to critiquing things you love, or we talked about this on the podcast. You're a Steelers fan, a Cowboys fan. Are you? Uh, you consider yourself a Saints fan? Yeah. Well, okay, perhaps. Saints fan.
3: Not we talk me. about
1: po- on this podcast quite a bit about the NFL, the love or the hate we have for it and whether or not we should continue to support it. You've touched on this a bit. Where mm-hmm. do you stand with this? How do you reason watching? And maybe you stopped, but watching the... No, I know you didn't because on your recent podcast, you talked about watching the Super Bowl. How do you deal with this? How do you reason it?
5: I mean, I'm, I'm human, right? Like, I, I mean, I, we just opened with me talking about I just left the gym and I stopped at my fucking McDonald's. You know, <laughs> so I'm full of contradictions, paradoxes, paradoxical ass nigga. That's that's I mean, I feel like that's who that's who we are. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I, I think that. I'll admit that my interest in the in, in NFL has waned like considerably. Yeah. And, and I that's play nice. football also, you know what I mean? And um, the thing that was the I, I guess the, the turning point, the tipping point or whatever is when Ryan Shazier almost died basically yeah. on the field, you know, and I was watching that game. I think it was like a, it was either like a Monday night or a Thursday night, one of the games that they shouldn't even be playing. You know what I mean? And from that point on, I was like, you know what? I can't support this league as a whole, but I'm going to still support my Steelers because, you know, born and bred Pittsburgh and, 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 you know, that's just that they inject that shit in your blood. And I, I've had to acknowledge that I'm complicit too, that. All of my complaints, all of my, you know, gripes about the NFL and the treatment of the players and CTE and unguaranteed contracts, even that bullshit they used to do with um with, with breast cancer awareness month, all of that, as long as I continue to watch, you know I mean? Then my complaints, my critiques are valueless. And so I think that, you know, just getting back to the point about my perspective and sensibility and looking at the world with humor, if I don't look at myself and critique myself, then none of my critiques have as much weight. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? If I don't acknowledge that, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm on some fuck shit sometimes too. I'm complicit too. You know what I mean? Then then the rest of the shit that I say just doesn't hold as much water.
0: Specifically about uh, Colin Kaepernick and his situation with the NFL, Mm -hmm. do you feel like people can be on either side of that? Do you feel like you can both support Colin Kaepernick and still watch the NFL at the same time?
5: I mean niggas got <laughs> I mean, niggas make your face racial. I'm <laughs> talking about cap
3: <laughs>
5: I mean I mean a lot, a lot of us do and I I feel like it's one of the things though that to be to keep it a buck no no you can't like mm. I, you, you could do it in theory because that's what we do that's what we all do but you know, we all talked about boycotting, and then that boycott just ended. Like there was no meeting, there was no agenda, there was no nothing that let us know collectively that the boycott is over. Niggas just started watching football again, mm-hmm. and uh, n- n- they didn't start watching again. Niggas just never stopped. They never stopped. Yeah, you know I mean? they never stopped watching. You know, mm-hmm. and so, um, and so yeah, so I I I don't think that you could be a true supporter and also still support a true supporter of Kaepernick's cause. And still support the league, like I, those two things, you know, we could talk about cognitive dissonance, we could talk about all that, but those two things just really can't exist at the same time and, and and I feel like that's just a reality that we have to accept if we are continuing to watch the games.
1: But he wants to be back in the league.
5: I don't think he does.
1: interesting.
5: interesting.
1: Why do you say that, Damon?
5: Okay. I, I, I played basketball in college, division one college bat- basketball player, but I wasn't like good. I dealt with injuries. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, mean? I mean, I'm just keeping, I'm not, not going to be, I'm not going to be the nigga that gets on in front of people and say, oh, it was politics. The just me. Hey,
0: hey, bro. Hey, the man. That's what they hey, have said. No, that's nah, nah, not what I said.
1: Wait, 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 wait. wait.
0: wait, wait, wait. But, but, but we all do. We all have a, it. was either that. The coach didn't like me. Like, whatever. Everybody got a story. Sure. My shin splints ended my track career. That's what you I said. Mean, Rachel said I mean, that she was going to the Olympics.
5: Yeah. Right, like, Rachel and said all, she all, that shit, all that shit might still be true. And the co- me and the coach never really saw an eye. But a lot of the issues that I had were on me. Like, I wasn't in great shape. I would I would tear hamstrings. I, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> my senior year, we were good. We won 20 games. We were a game away from the NCAA tournament. I was like the ninth man on the team, right? And, you know, you warm up for the games thinking, okay, I'm going to get some minutes this game. I'm going to get some burn in the first half. All right? First half goes. You don't get no burn. Second half starts. Okay, maybe he might put me in for a spot. It's 11 minutes left, 10 minutes left. And you start to think to yourself, you know what? He better not put me in this fucking game. After I've been sitting here for two hours, cold, I'm going to suck if I get out there. I, I like, I'm cold. I'm not, I'm not loose. You know what I mean? They're going to put me in a bad circumstance. And I feel like for someone like Kat, who has been on the sideline for so long, it's almost better if he doesn't play at this point, because if he gets a shot and he's not good, that'll just justify it's Like, you know what? Boom. This is why we haven't been playing him. This is why he wasn't in the league because he couldn't, he couldn't cut it. He, he, you know, whatever. Now, if you'd asked me that question four years ago, probably a different answer. But right now, I mean, yeah, hmm. I, I think, I think that he, he, I, I think that he, retains more status, you know, as long as he stays off that, as long as he stays off that food. Hmm.
0: Well, we disagree, Damon. I think that he <laughs> wants to play. I think that he will play. And I'm hoping that it happens. But I want to ask you about something. Damon has a podcast stuck with Damon Young, Cricket Media. Great podcast. Okay. Had Bomani on there. Look, it, it some of the guests you've had on there, Elaine, or uh, Welteroth.
1: Mm-hmm. Malcolm.
0: Malcolm. Bomani, any any opportunity to listen to Bo talk? I'm
5: there. It's the guy. Love Bo. Trying to get y'all. Trying to get y'all. I, I'm, I'm on. I'm. 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 I'm trying. Try, 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 you know. Trying to get y'all I'm, on the show.
0: I'm on it. I'm on. I'm with it. Yeah. Uh, and there's a segment that you do on there called Ask Damon, where people you know send in questions to to make use of your prodigious wisdom. Okay, and you give them answers and really prescriptions for their life. And we thought that it would be good. If we could replicate this on today's show, maybe do an Ask Damon segment with you. Are you open to this?
5: I'm. Um, um, let's go. Okay. I'm with it. So we let's have the question it. here. All right.
0: Says this is what it says. It says hi, Damon. I was on a flight a few weeks ago, a long flight from Boston to Austin, and a woman seated behind me asked if I could switch seats with her so she could sit next to her boyfriend. I had a I had a window seat, and he was to my right. This person says, I considered it for 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0. 000000.5 seconds before telling her no thank you. Maybe I would have considered it if she was in a window seat, but she was in an aisle seat. Okay. I went back to checking my email and I could feel her staring daggers at me. He didn't really seem to care, but the woman was apparently very mad. Whatever, she says. And then a few moments later, a flight attendant asked me the same question. Apparently the woman got his attention and asked him to ask me. She went over her head (laughs) to the flight attendant.
5: Same answer she gave. The question that this lady is asking you is, actually, I'm not sure if this is a
0: woman or a man. I don't know why I I assumed that. The question that this person is asking you is,
4: "Was I in the wrong here?"
5: I mean, the, the easy answer is "fuck no." <laughs> Hell, the fuck no. I want to add another word to it. Two more words. Yeah. I'm, I mean, all right. Why? All right. This is just me, right? So, flying. I've been on hundreds of planes right now, but I've never gotten used. Too flying, it is an anxiety-inducing experience for me. I do not enjoy the process of being in the air. I'm like a halfway Christian, and I still say five Hail Marys before the flight goes up. i have always intoxicated, whether through pills and by I mean <laughs> pills, but like powder pills. <laughs> all right, we'll get you some help, Be careful. <laughs> <right. laughs> pills, alcohol, sleep deprivation—like the night before—is like you know what? I'm not going to sleep, so I can sleep on this flight. And I always, you know, I always make sure I either get a window seat and if I, if I'm able to get first class, I get first class because I need that space to sprawl. I need the space to stretch out. I'm six, two. I got long legs. I need, I need space. And so for someone after I've gone through all of that to ask me to switch my motherfucking seat. No, like I, like I, I just feel like if, if this was a thing. And I I have empathy for people who me- might have got separated by their by their separated from their girlfriend, their husband, their kids, their grandma, their separated, meemaw, conky whatever. It's not the border. It's not yeah, the like, border. Are you are you straight? Be, like, you're straight. will be You'll be straight. You know what I mean? And so I this was a conversation. You know, I I feel like that went viral sometime last year, and um, I even wrote about it, and um, yeah, it's. No, I'm not giving up my seat. And you're, you shouldn't have feel like a bad person if you refuse to get off your seat because you pay for this shit. And maybe you had the same reasons, the same anxieties, the same neuroses, the same physical constraints. I got arthritis in my knee. No, I'm not sitting in a fucking aisle with my left <laughs> fucked up ass knee that I had ACL surgery on in 1998. You know what I mean? No, that ain't happening. Right? Right.
1: I'm mean on a plane. We know this. Yeah. I I, like, I yes, It
5: was on TikTok.
1: Unless unless it's an equivalent seat, I'm not moving. Unless it's a child under the age of ten, I'm not moving. Okay. That's it.
5: Is it a big? Is it a big like, child? Yeah. It, like yeah, like 10, a size?
1: 10 and under. I'm not moving.
5: T- a normal size nine year old. Because if it's like a six two nine year old. Then so, he's just gonna have to grow this up fast. Is, this has happened the to me multiple times,
1: and I've looked them straight in the eye, and I've said, "Absolutely not, your
5: daughter." And I put my
1: air, my daughter. my AirPods back in, and I keep it moving.
0: So let, let, here's the thing with me: this is my thing. I've asked people to switch seats with me. Why? So I could sit next to the window. Okay, but let me tell you what. Let, let, let me tell you why I am a regular American. That understands life <laughs> I don't just ask people to do something out of the kindness of their hearts. What I hmm. say to people is, "Hey, I couldn't get a window seat at the end of the, at the end of the thing. I'm a big guy. I would like to sit by the window, lay my shit so I could sleep. I'm just like you. by the way, I tell people, "Hey, 50 dollars for the window seat right now."
1: I would still tell you
0: now I'll tell people, "Hey, 60 dollars for the window seat. if you want to switch seats with somebody, how about make it worth their while? How about, hey, we're we in prison now. yo, can I have your chips? You know what I'm saying? Like buy me a ginger ale like if, Has that if you if, if by the way, w- when I've offered hard cash money for someone to switch a seat with me, it is almost always effective. Yo, I got 50. I got in first 60. first class? If, obviously, you're not going to switch seats in first class. This was back in the other <laughs> days. It's not in first class. First <laughs> class, every seat is good. What I'm saying is if you're going to do that, just do it. Make it worth the person's while, right? Make it worth their while. If you're going to ask somebody to be less comfortable so you can be more comfortable, there has to be a trade-off. That's a little cash. If not, I feel like you're trying to play me. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like you're telling me that your experience is more important than my experience. I am. And that I should move <laughs> I so that you can be more comfortable. So like if, 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 if you ask me for something and there's nothing in it for me, that's not the way things work. You know what I'm saying? Damon, what do you think about that?
5: Yeah, No, no, no. I, I agree with you. I, I mean, I agree to a point because like, my, my parents and I used to play a game because everybody got a price. <laughs> and the game would be, you know, how much would it take for you to walk butt naked to the corner store and to do her $50, no, hundred dollars, no, $2,000. My dad would probably (laughs) say yes at that point. Like $2,000 was usually like his, like his limit where he would do anything. And so I'm saying right now that I would, I still would not move my seat if you offered me cash, but there's a, there's always a number, Mm. you know what I mean? There's always a number someone could reach. And so yeah, if you want to do a thing like that and you want to change the seats and you're not offering an upgrade, then yeah, you need to offer some coal and and it needs to be cash. It can't be like no, cash. I need to feel the actual physical tactile, tactile it, money. It don't hit the same in my hand. Like I need, it, I need the visceral experience of of you passing me the cash, me holding it in my hand, and me putting yeah. it in my wallet, in order for me to to make that decision. So bring cash with you. But the thing is, we're expecting niggas who didn't plan ahead enough. Yeah. To, to plan out their seats, to also bring cash in anticipation of having to switch the seats. So these are niggas who don't plan right, ahead already. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I feel like it's a, it's almost like a moot point at this point. Can
1: I ask both of y'all a question? Both of y'all said, you alluded to it. You said it, Damon, that you get anxiety on a plane and you want to sit by the window.
4: I, I want to say I, I actually he said
1: he yeah down. he did I actually I just, get yeah. more anxiety sitting next to the window knowing I'm that close to the outside I like to be tucked into the middle in case something happens
0: uh, I don't even want to talk about this I'm sorry
1: I just oh, find oh, that very like, interesting it I don't gives want me anxiety to talk to, about
0: if nothing happens it it don't happen I don't want it, it's not we don't, don't have to
1: talk about nothing yeah, happens I just want to understand the logic because I get concerned. I like to I like
0: to watch the wing
1: that gives me so much anxiety <laughs> that I I am. Go ahead, Damon. Sorry.
5: I um I sleep. So I put the window, I put the sh- I put the shade gotcha. down. I and I use that as like I put my coat yeah. or the pillow or whatever and I go to sleep. And I also, you know, I, I slobber sometimes. You know, I sleep my mouth open. And so you don't want me sleeping between people and just got a random nigga slobbering on you. So it's better for everyone if I'm sitting next to the window. I mean, and I'm, I mean on a window so that whatever comes out of my mouth will just drip on the windowsill. Shout, shout, out, shout out to COVID. Shout out to
0: germs. Uh, the <laughs> Flying. All right, you guys, that was Damon Young. I'm just the uh, <laughs> <laughs> book is called What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Blacker, a memoir and essays, award-winning book. The podcast is stuck with Damon Young. That's on Crooked media. He is legitimately one of the sharpest bravest most necessary cultural critics uh, funniest guys out there um, please 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 tap in with everything this brother is doing. We thank you so much for joining us on Higher Learning today yes. my friend All
5: right, Thank you so much for, for having me. Big fans I didn't say that before but I'm big fans of both of y'all so I appreciate it. Run, thank so you Thank you, so
0: you. So you. Alright. Damon's amazing he's actually one of my uh My artistic go-tos. I love them. I love all the stuff he does. It's fantastic. Uh, So just to let you guys know, Thursday, we are going to be covering Mississippi Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves, who used $10,000 in federal funds, federal Head Start funds, Head Start funds to print 7,500 copies of a children's book, children's book written by his wife. That's the big deal of the day on 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 Thursday, barring anything else. Mm-hmm. The graft in Mississippi, we're going to bring somebody on to talk to it, uh, talk talk about it with you guys. Uh, but now we got peak white mess, and I'm interested to learn about this because I don't know that much about it. This is Vanderpump rules and a cheating <laughs> scandal. Okay, so not I don't the first know. time. It's not, not the, the first, first okay, time. T- Rachel, what's going on?
1: Okay, so this peak white mess is a world that I'm all too familiar with. It's one of the things that I said everybody was talking about this weekend. We learned Friday that Ariana Maddox and Tom Sandoval, who have been together for nine years, were separating. What we also learned is the reason that they are separating is because he was having a seven-month affair with their other castmate, Raquel. Now, Raquel has been on the season for like, five seasons, I think. At this point, this is her fifth season. And she was dating and engaged to their other castmate and former co-worker, James. They just broke up in the last year and she's been having a seven-month affair with her friend, friend's longtime partner. This took the world by storm. Now, if you know anything about the world, it really did was the world, the country, the country, I should say. So the country by storm. If you know anything about Vanderpump Rules, you know that this entire franchise was pretty much built on cheating, right? I can't even go the list of this person cheated with this person, this person cheated with this. I mean, Tom and Ariana, who had been together for nine years, got together and allegedly he was cheating on his girlfriend, Kristen, with Ariana, but Kristen was sleeping with Jax, his best friend at the same time. It is it is so messy. You actually might enjoy the show. You think No Jumper is giving it to you. You think Potomac is giving it to you. It's really Vanderpump rules. So that's really it. This person was friends with this person is now cheating with this person. Did you follow anything I said? I don't think you did because you did don't know the players it. in the what, game.
0: What, what, what is, so what's the, so are these like, what's the thing? Give me a, give me a, um, give so me this a, is how she- like, give me something to compare it to. Oh, this would God. be like this would be as if Does who was fucking who, and uh, who is if this would be like if who was fucking who from what show? Give me give me an example. What shows
1: do I'm, we? Bo- okay, we'll do Potomac. You're 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 into Potomac.
0: I'm into Potomac. Let's so
1: go. Juan and Ron and Robin have been m- together for nine years,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they break up because you find out Giselle oh! was sleeping with Juan.
0: The entire for seven months. Oh, oh I'm in. I'm into Vanderpump Rules. (laughs) See, that's the way you gotta do it, Rich. That is the the thing. So, so now Ron, it means something to you. Now it means something to me.
1: And then this was the longstanding couple, or even like Karen and Ray. Think of a couple that's been together for a long time. Ron you find Tom. out they're separating, and the reason they're separating is because one of their castmates was having an affair with them. And the way they found out is even wild, too. Ariana was watching Tom's cover band perform. His phone fell out. She picks up the phone, and she sees... Raquel allegedly masturbating, and and the video she had, she had sent up this video to Tom, and so she yeah. saw it and she went through and started list, looking at all his messages and found out.
0: Damn, while he was on the stage,
1: while he was on the stage, and so Bravo said get the cameras rolling. They're done filming season ten. They put the cameras back up to film the whole thing. So we're you know gonna know get to see. Crazy.
0: Here. What's interesting about this is I watched Andy Cohen get at Robin because she chose to talk about Juan Dixon's cheating on Reasonably Shady and not on a real on house Yeah, Don't you think that it's kind of like weird that all no. of these people's stuff? Okay.
1: Wait, that doesn't happen on camera? Yeah, if it doesn't happen on camera, should you
0: have to like drag it on the camera and all of that stuff? And you know, if it's uh, relevant,
1: yeah. Like Karen in Potomac, Karen literally brings up a woman. And there was a woman out there. There's truth. So
0: the blonde if it's that, that, looks that like
1: woman Karen? that looks like me, That's what she said. She's blonde like me. That's what she said. With Tom and Ariana, the reason the cameras need to be there is because the narrative this season is that Raquel made out with another Tom who was the husband of another castmate. And now we realize we're assuming that that was just a distraction because she was really having an affair with Tom and she was pretending like she was in this other relationship. So no one would really get her with the other time. It is so messy. It is so good. Go start from season one Vanderpump rules to be continued
0: to be continued. Morally corrupt is Rachel's show, uh, on the ringer podcast network. When they talk about all of this stuff, it's a great show. Go check it out. Um, that's it, Rachel. We gotta come back. Thursday, we're gonna give you guys uh, uh a some heavier stuff. podcast. Maybe heavier. Mm-hmm. This this podcast just was a lot of a, about a lot of pop culture uh stuff. And um, I want to make sure that you know we, we 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 arm you guys. So we're gonna talk about Mississippi. We're gonna talk about a couple of other things that are going on. Maybe the failure of CPAC <laughs> and the civil war within the Republican Party. Oh, this is what we say here. I would like to know something. What do the people want to hear from Tamika Hamilton? (laughs) Who said that? I'm just saying, do the people want to hear from a conservative so we can have a conversation about the schism that is going on inside of the Republican Party? I think it's very interesting and very consequential to American political discussion.
1: If we're going to bring her on, we're going to have to do a pre-interview. We've never done that oh before. We got to do a pre-interview. So no, weird. because I don't want to come ha- her to come on and give us what she gave last time. Like, I want you to give us some substance. I want to actually hear you either call out your party or stand 10 to- 10 toes down with them. We're going to do a pre-interview. She's not going to come on here and BS.
0: Hmm. OK, well, if we do it, we'll have to bring in somebody from the right to come on here know and, and, and discuss the whole situation but we'll see what we think about it all right uh, take think caps off do I stop learning i'm van lincoln jr i'm rachel Lynn Lindsay. bye guys